Hello, my beautiful souls. My name is Sasha. I'm an astrologer and mentor and a founder of a project called Shine From Within. And the mission of this project is to help people change their lives. Today, we are having an interview with a very interesting guest. Here we go. Hello, Colleen. Thank you very much for joining me. And I don't want to introduce you. I would like you to introduce yourself because if I will say that, okay, this is Colleen Kundalini teacher, I feel that this is a very small part of you. So maybe you could introduce yourself. So who are you? Uh, that's a big question. <laughs> so I'm Colleen and I am a Kundalini teacher. So those two things are easy. Um, yeah, about my personality, I feel I'm super creative, I'm super driven, I'm super feminine, I, I'm super soft, but also super fierce at the same time. Um, yeah, I love exploration, I love challenge, um, I love projects, I love traveling. Um, yeah, those are some things, those are some things about me. Well, yeah, I definitely can see all that in you <laughs> because obviously I have seen your chart and right now maybe I will blow your mind because I'm I'm not sure that we've been reviewing your chart together, but mm -hmm. I also would like to blow minds of some other people. So I will say that Colleen was born um, pretty much in the middle of July and mm -hmm. as many people would expect her being a cancer. Uh, the predominant zodiac is actually Aquarius. So yeah, it's mm. rising Aquarius with a very strong presence of Aquarius in the personality. And the moon is in Scorpio, which is also a very powerful, a very interesting position. Well, I mean, like for me, it's no surprise why Kundalini, <laughs> but I want you to explain to people. But yeah, first thing I was like, wow, Aquarius. People think that Aquarius is, they are freaks somehow but even having this strong presence of Aquarius in you you can actually do amazing things so yeah referring to being unusual and being interested in esoterics can you please tell us so why Kundalini because um, quickly I, I know you for quite a while and it's been quite a journey so even before like when we met um it was just yoga teacher like classic yoga teacher and then it was also like modeling and blogging and then it was um what was that like a website development <laughs> which as a mm -hmm. client I can see you doing that very well yeah and then like slowly slowly everything came to kundalini so why exactly kundalini so why did it catch you oh well i feel like the time i moved to bali and it was around the same time that i met you as i was kind of looking for something more within my practice like so i was a yoga teacher but i wanted the next level of that like i didn't feel like it was getting me the results that i wanted and going the places that i wanted to go and I had always felt Kundalini had always been there. Like I had always had a very strong connection to it, but I also wasn't ready to fully be in it. Like I feel for me, it really took time and my own personal growth to be able to get to that level. It wasn't, I feel like Kundalini, it is a very, it's a more high level 
gift that you're starting to work with and a high level energy that you're starting to work with in your body. So there has to be some foundation built within ourselves before we can totally shoot off and really start working with that energy, I feel like in a really safe and more confident way. So what I was really drawn to about it when I, I met someone who I just, I was sitting in a cafe in Bali and I met someone off the street that I just saw him and I was so magnetized by him. I was, I don't know, like there was something that was like, bing, went off on me and I never really had that with someone. And it wasn't necessarily like romantic or any type of that attraction. It just was like the blinkers went on and then he came to sit next to me, which was still like, ah, again. <laughs> And it was, as the conversation got rolling, it was the first day of the year, four years ago, and he showed me these sessions that he did. And that was the first time I had ever seen Kundalini in the body like that. I had practiced Kundalini yoga before, but I had never seen it. And I could barely believe my eyes of like, that's an experience of how the body can move because it was so raw and so expressive and so vulnerable to watch a, a woman express all of these things through her body. And I, I feel like that was the moment I was like, my life turned after I saw it. And I can see now having my understanding of consciousness. I really feel that this was my consciousness, like picking up on these things and like looking through and being like, this is it. So can you please give us a little bit of explanation? What is Kundalini, Kundalini energy? Because many people, they kind of heard something, but there is no clarity. I believe like in general, people like they know it's some practice, but what is Kundalini and what is Kundalini energy? Can you give us some some clarity on this topic, please. <laughs> yes, good question. So Kundalini energy, it's this spiritual energy that we all have within our bodies. Every single person has it. And once you start to open it up, it naturally has this purifying quality to it. So it starts to purify these different emotional blockages, these energetic blockages, these patternings, these thought forms, because all of those things stay held in our energy field. And so once Kundalini starts to rise, it naturally starts to dissolve some of those things. And the clearer we become as humans, the more purified our energy is, the more purified our body is, the higher consciousness we can connect to. So then the more that you start to work with it, it's like, when people have more multidimensional abilities, it becomes quite easy after you've been working with Kundalini for some time, because it's like your, you know, your radio frequencies that you pick up. So if we all have a crown chakra, we all have like a radio and we can all pick up different information from out, out etherically out in the field. And once you work with Kundalini, it becomes very much more clear here so that you can start to pick up more information and that your consciousness starts to expand. And then so how you can work with kundalini there's many different ways to work with it so i think that many people think of the kundalini yoga practice and that was part of my journey and it was an essential part of my journey because i really learned how to work with energy in my body and learn this body technology of like how do i start to manage and direct and be with all of this energy but in terms of getting the energy to rise, it's a little bit more difficult with kundalini yoga because it's very mechanical and how we start to move our bodies in these ways. And now what I do more so is that I start to connect to it as an energy. So when I work on people, I'm channeling an energy and then 
their body starts to tune like a tuning fork to that energy. And then I start to work with it more to help them open and release and move energies in their body. So that's why when you see videos of Kundalini, it can have this big visceral body expression. And that expression is always going to be changing based on how clear your energy is and how purified your energy field gets. But um, there's many different ways to work with it and to experience it. Thank you. Thank you. It gives a little bit of understanding. What is it and why do you need it? But at the same time, I would like to delve a little bit deeper. So mm -hmm. I would like to ask, actually, why do you need a higher consciousness? Because many people, they know they just live their lives. They go to work. They come back to their families. They have their vacations and stuff. So like, what is this higher consciousness? Why? Why do I even need it? I mean, like, Maybe I'm living a good life, but maybe I'm missing out on something. What is it? What? Why do I want to explore it? Yeah, I feel like when I think about why do I need it, it's more for me and my experience. It almost feels like I, I felt like there were things I had to take away to get to something that was like already there that just wanted to move through me more. And so it was. it's more of like all of these mental patterns and thought patterns and things that I had picked up that were really tormenting me in my mind that these patterns that I really held within myself that I mean I still have some I used to have it way worse obviously now that I've been doing this practice but things like really bad self-criticism things just like beating yourself up on the inside never feeling like you're good enough fears of like really putting up these blocks in different ways that maybe even hard to pinpoint around relationships, like all of these things that were really happening in my internal world, I've been able to deal with through all of this energy work. And that wasn't something that I was really getting from doing all of the yoga I was doing, from reading the self-help books, from taking courses here, there, and there. Like I really got such a direct clearing and experience of that through kundalini and then just like my baseline of how i'm experiencing the world feels so much better because i'm out of place in my body and in my internal world with just so much more lightness so much more joy so much more ease so much more just flow of how i'm how i'm moving so much more acceptance of all of the things that i'm i'm working through in my life which that wasn't there before so it really was this freedom when to get to higher consciousness it just felt like more of a freedom of all of the all of the heavier denser things that all humans deal with, right? All of us have those things that are like, oh, you know, eating us in the inside. And how can we start to clear that out so that we are more, more connected to the fullness of the expression that we can be? Yeah, that's beautiful. And um, I would like you to kind of make it even more clear for people that you can actually be, um, normal human because what we're talking about this is a lot of esoterics and some people they could feel overwhelmed that like oh, okay then you need to like do something with and what is this energy what is this crown chakra so like yeah so can you just give some example maybe or explanation uh, how a, a grounded person can actually mm -hmm. connect or experience kundalini energy and like without freaking out that it's some magic or whatever, something what people wouldn't understand and stuff. Um, I'm not sure if the question is clear, but like, can you make a connection 
with this esoterical part and like mm -hmm. a grounded life, like life in a materialistic world. So like how people from materialistic world can actually get connected to this Kundalini energy. Like, is it that, is it only for those who are like far away in esoterics or is it actually for everyone? And if is, if it is, then like how? Yeah. So yes, everyone, everyone, this is available to everyone. I think that some good, it's good to start by having just some body practices, some body exploration, because, you know, it's hard to start to understand the subtleties of ourselves, the subtleties of our bodies until the subtleties of energy before we understand our bodies, right? Because it's kind of like the body has to be the first layer that we're dealing with so having some maybe yoga practices having some practices where you're just experiencing your body I think dance is also great for that where and a big part of kundalini I feel like it's your how do I experience my body and my energy more not my mind telling my body and my energy what to do I feel like that's a huge piece of this journey so doing more intuitive movement so that could be even just like putting on music and allowing your body to start to dance, allowing the movements to start to come through from here, not from here, doing any type of movement where it's like, okay, there's this expression that can start to come through. I think that Kundalini yoga also can be start to give you that experience of starting to move energy within your body. I think breath work can also start to give you this experience of starting to move energy in your body. And then coming to energy work sessions, it it's quite common that probably after three to five sessions, even if you're not sensitive to energy at all, that you'll start to pick up, um, you'll start to you'll start to notice it. And the thing is also, it's like I think sometimes people think energy, it's like all this that people's idea of energy as well and their expectation of what it's like can seem very woo-woo, can seem very wow, but actually energy is always moving and people are always connected to it, whether they understand that's what it is or not. So it's like when we are expressing an emotion, when we're yelling, when we're crying, when we're coughing, when our body's having this response, that's energy moving in our bodies. When we start to get these insights or we start to get these ideas, or we start to have something come up to the surface, that that's all also energy moving in our body. So everyone is starting to experience this energy. And when you work with Kundalini, it's a stronger force of all of these things start to happen, but it's very much everyone, every, everyone's an energetic being. And the more that we kind of start to just slightly tune our awareness to that and start to recognize this and start to recognize how we navigate through this energetic world, I think the easier the world gets for you too, because you just become more aware of the smaller things that are always at play for you. Yeah, that's a great answer. Uh, can you just, um, it was a beautiful answer. Can you give like little conclusion, like first mm -hmm. couple steps, how you can start because people sometimes miss out the whole, so like simplifying three words like how to start getting connected to the energy yeah i think through breath work through intuitive movement through kundalini yoga are going to kundalini activations and energy work like i do i think that's all a way that you can start being with your body and being with the energy 
Yes, thank you. Thank you. I just wanted it to come from you so that people can be like, okay, yeah, let's check what I have around or like maybe let's contact Colleen and like ask what she can offer to me. So yeah, um, that was a beautiful part about Kundalini, but as well, I would like to delve a little bit deeper into your own personality, into your journey, because yeah, we started, that was a journey from like very creative soul. I mean, like, yeah, you are still creative, obviously, because like working with energy, it requires a lot, but like, yeah. So how you've been going for all this and um. For sure you were like trying to solve some of your challenges and from the chart i can see actually the challenges and they're not only yours like many people they have similar challenges and like first of all it's a predominance of air element and people with strong presence of air element they do challenge they have challenged they suffer from lack of confidence this is a very common situation that confidence it's like because um some people they are very confident by origin so they like they come and they're like yeah this is me i know everything but people with predominant air element they constantly um have this battle with confidence and i'm pretty sure like i mean like from your chart i can see that it is happening and I'm also the person of air element because and I know I know how does it feels, but I would like to hear your perspective on how you deal with this challenge because being a teacher, like educating people, providing them services and stuff, it requires a lot of confidence. So what would be your personal story and maybe suggestions to people who have similar challenges in life, please? Oh, I feel like this this one is so present for me right now in my life that I'm working through. It's so present because I feel that, yeah, there's also in me this a really I I thoroughly need to know something and need to understand it from every single angle and like really have it like, you know, tied up just right to be able to share something like there's this part of me that really has to have it all figured out. And yeah, I would say that I, I'm not dealing with it I, as well as I could, because I think that I have, I, I know there's this, there's this part of me that knows so well how talented I am in a way, like I, and I really believe it, like with everything, I just know, like it's ridiculous. And then people are always reaffirming to me, like, you are so good at this, but then there is this like uh, other part that really suppresses the fullness and the expression of what it is I want to offer. And that's something I'm always, I'm battling with. And then it, it can show up also as like these other really negative thought forms around being competitive or being jealous or be like, how could they do that thing? They're not, they don't know as much or they're not nearly as good. And then it's like all of these other thought spirals I get into that really aren't <laughs> serving me. And then it's like, but I believe in myself and I know that I know this thing, but it's like, I don't know. There's this edge where it's hard to get me over the edge to be like, yes, <laughs> you know, like fully owning it, fully in it. I don't know. I, it's something I'm still, I still struggle with. And I'm such, I'm creating this training program that I'm in. I'm such in that uh, phase of 
okay, we're leveling up, we're getting there, we're doing it. But it's also, there's this excruciating point of it where it feels like I'm having to really be confronted by these things that I that I naturally start to feel and really start to shed them and work through them. And it it's like a dance my mind is always having to do with, okay, how can I how, how can I deal with all, all of the insides of what's happening? So I will, I don't know that I have um, fully embodied my confidence where I feel I can give really good feedback on what people can do. I feel like for me, it is like the amount of times and the comfortability you get doing something builds the confidence. And I think for me, I also have, I have a drive so I can take a step forward. Like I can be like, okay, let's, let's put this out there. Okay, baby step this one. Okay, baby step this one. And like the more baby steps and like just micro challenges I can get to put myself out there and to be more of where I want to be, it gets easier. But I also need this moment of relief of like, okay, I made this announcement. I've just been doing a training. Okay, it's going to take me a day to like get over that. (laughs) Okay, next thing, like I have to step up again. (laughs) Okay, like let me have a little break. That was a lot. Like there's always this, it's very much you have to keep climbing up the mountain with it and just keep giving I think giving yourself the tenderness to this is my humanness too of these things I have to deal with and they also need time as well to work through so I hope that one day I get where it's just crystalline easier but it's a journey Honestly, I would add that um, the challenges we have, they actually, they don't go anywhere. It's mm-hmm. just time we learn to handle them quicker. So they mm-hmm. still arise, this thing with confidence, it's still going to be with you. But through times, it's going to be like the time to handle it. It will become shorter and shorter. And at some moment we'll be like, oh, maybe uh, that wasn't good enough. And you're like, no, no, wait, I know it was. So yeah, it could get into a second, but it still will keep arising. And like, yeah, I think you're doing great. I really love this advice of like small steps. I would love to give a little comment on that as well, because it's a good system. Yes, we do a small step and we experience stress. And stress is good for growth. And Mm -hmm. growth also gives us confidence. So when it's a controlled stress, a controlled amount of stress, and then after you give yourself a good relaxation, then this is an amazing system to grow. So yes, and this is an amazing system to build your confidence. Because like when you look back, you're like, oh my God, I did like so many small steps. And this gives you confidence. It's like, actually I managed. So yes, I really love your perspective. Like small amount of controlled stress and then relaxation. Mm-hmm. Small amount of controlled stress, relaxation. And like this, keep going. It's it's a great system. So keep going, keep doing it. Thank you. It's a working (laughs) system, definitely. So yeah, and and with all this, um, very relevant topic, the next question. And it comes already like, so how do you deal with your mind? Because with all this like 
confidence situation from air element, you do have your moon in Scorpio. And moon in Scorpio is in debilitation. Debilitation means at its weakest. So moon is responsible for our mind. So when moon has an affliction, and in your situation, it also receives an influence of Mars and Saturn, those are like bad guys. <laughs> so yeah, and so it means that moon has a lot of negative influence. So moon represents mind. It creates a restless mind. So this is something what you have been dealing with, I do believe, from your childhood. And I do believe that you found some techniques or like something what you do to calm your mind. So if you could share what you do, or you could give some suggestions, what help you, other people could also find it useful, right? Please. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like for really that mastery of how to deal with all of, all of the things that arise within ourselves, I think it's getting really clear on what are, what is the catalyst for those things? So whether that's drinking too much coffee, having too much phone time, being in environments that are also spiraling these things, being around people that are also making these other emotions and thoughts and things arise in me, looking at things online that also spark these other emotions and feelings and thoughts that start to get spiraling. I think for me, it's been just this journey of self-mastery to get to know myself so that I can start to see, okay, I've seen it enough times. I know that this is going to cause this within myself. And then how can I start to step away or step away from that pattern or step away from showing up to the thing that's going to uh, create this reaction in me and how can I create more space between it or use it just in a healthier way like you know so really take care of myself if I know that I'm going to do something that's going to really shoot my mind in a lot of different ways and I think that's one way is just knowing getting to know what it is that's causing this. And I think another way is learning to be in your body more. And that's been a big journey of my Kundalini experience too. Like, how can I just learn to be here and be in my energy and start to just connect more with my body and drop out of my mind? Because then I can go into this space of just exploring what's held in my body, exploring the sensations that are here, exploring how that feels, and also just being present there. And that that can also just take me out of the spiral of trying to put stories to things, trying to trying to make sense of all of these things. I think the more that I've done energy work as well, you have to have a very loose mind. You can't also always be trying to conceptualize and criticize and concept all of these things because that can really take us out of being able to work with our body and energy. It almost blocks that flow because we're so right here. So just learning to be more within your body and listening to the cues of your body, I think is also a, a way that we can start to refine and start, yeah, start to refine what's going to happen in our minds. Yeah, this is an amazing suggestion. Um, could you bring like a simple example? Like I'm in my bed, it's, I don't know, like 1am, I can't sleep because I keep thinking that I said something wrong. And yeah, the situation like, yeah, maybe I should have done it differently. Maybe the person will, I don't know, hate me now. And like, it will ruin our further collaboration. So like you keep spiraling. So it's yeah. night, you're in bed, but you can't sleep, you're spiraling. So could you give a suggestion like what the person could do? 
Yeah, personally, what I would do in that situation, I think also writing some things down gives a digestion to what's happening in your mind. So just if you even write out, okay, blah, 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 like, let me put this on paper, it really feels like, okay, now this is a little bit separate from me. It's not so here. It's been, it, it, it's had this phase that it's gone through where it's outside of me. And then doing some breathing practices of just breathing into the bottom of your belly and letting the air rise up and trying to be really slow with taking in more air and exhaling very slowly, exhaling all the way back down to your belly, like having this flow of breath and starting to use your mind, use that mind scale to focus on different things within your body and start to get out of the story. I think personally, that's what I would do if the thing keeps revving up in your mind. Mm -hmm. But really, I think writing it out for me, it, it also has this analogy. And I do feel this within myself sometimes of like, there's a stew that's cooking and it's bubbling and it's bubbling. And it's like, I have to serve the stew and serving the stew doesn't mean that I have to go tell someone something, but it just means that it somehow has to get out of me in some way. And then once it gets out, okay, it's like, then it simmers. It's not so boiling anymore, but there has to be this outward flow if, if it's all going on inside. Yeah, that's a great suggestion. Honestly, amazing suggestion. Thank you. Thank you mm -hmm. for sharing your wisdom and your way of doing things. This is also would be quite an airy technique for people with like air element, but I do believe everyone can do it as well. It's like no harm, but a lot of use. So yeah, it's so cool to see how you're like super well aware of your nature, like how to handle it, like how to navigate it. And the next question is going to be an interesting one because you do have the Scorpio in you and Scorpio, it's a very transformative energy. And um, I would like to ask you about the major transformation you had in your life, like something what like really I mean, like Scorpios, they do have transformation all the time, but I would like you to think of one the most important for now, what was like really like splitting your life in like into before and after something what you you went through and you were like, okay, well, yes, I, I'm never going to be the same again. So what was that for you by now? It's so hard to think of one. <laughs> because I also... <laughs> Yeah, I feel that maybe it's also because I hold this energy that I really crave those moments that I find I create these situations for myself quite often. And I feel like I've done that through living a lot of different places. Like, okay, all of the time, I wouldn't say all of the time, but every couple of years, like I like to move. And even when I was in one place, like it was still nice to have this transition. So I felt like there was this freshness that I could step into like a new chapter. And I feel like I've done a lot of personal development. I've like craved personal development and transformative work for that same reason where it's like, okay, now we're turning, they're turning the cheek and doing another thing. Now we're turning in, you know, into a new way and doing another thing. Um, yeah. Let me think the most transformative moments. I think moving to Bali, I think moving to Bali, like I spent four years in Bali. If 
that moves in a moment that was four years of time but that island I feel like really and also it was the time that I moved there in my life like from 25 to 29 I lived there and I feel like that your late 20s are also very transformative in a sense of like I feel like I went from girl to woman I feel like I learned how to really work online in that phase I learned how to work with Kundalini through those years like all of those things where it was like my life really got served to me with these different ways that I was like okay this is how we're starting to spiral and leveling up into that um next level of being and it's interesting now because I just moved out of Bali uh five weeks ago and I still feel like I'm kind of in that I'm still finding my identity and finding my footing after having that place feel like home to me feel like a part of me and really going through that packet of time of all of that development I did there now I'm like okay now how does this all integrate and who am I and standing in this new way and it feels vulnerable too to kind of be in the aftermath of that section of my life Hmm. but let's delve a little bit deeper into personal thing yeah like building business and stuff yeah that's good but I would love to hear more about like personal things so what you mentioned a uh, transition from a girl into a woman could you delve a little bit deeper so what was the reason what kind of um I don't know what's that like cultivated this sensation of being a woman like what um what ignited the transition when you felt like okay so because any kind of transformation it happens because there was a situation so like situation happens and you start realizing like oh okay so this part of my life needs a change so i i'm not asking you to tell the whole story but this idea of like when you realize that like, okay, maybe I'm not acting as a woman and I would love to become one. So could you give us a little bit more, um, I don't want to like say clarity, but like behind the scenes. So what was that for you? Yeah, this had a big moment. <laughs> I think this had a big moment of change for me and it is quite personal as well but I feel that one of my patterns and it kind of plays into that confidence thing as well is just really owning myself and really owning my needs and really being firm in that fullness of what that is and I think that is a lot about womanhood is really growing into yourself in that way to take command to hold your power and to say like I am just an equal, I am worthy, I am, you know, I am all of these things, because in my experience, and from my life experience, my, my life experience, and maybe it's in my chart too, like, I feel like I've always had a lot of suppression, a lot of suppression in different ways, and yeah, that's outside suppression, and I'm sure that's also inside suppression as well, like, all of these, these feelings in so many different ways being pressed in where being not being good enough oh I can handle this situation there and to serve a greater good of someone else that really um, came to a boiling point when I was working for someone and I had so many different gifts to add into their business. I had all of these different ways I could really serve what they were doing from doing the back-end tech stuff to offering so many different ideas within what their offering was. And 
and I also was intimate with this person. Like we had a relationship and I had been working for them for a long time and there was this deep connection, but there was a suppression that whatever I wanted to, or whatever I wanted to, however I wanted to support and whatever my ideas were, he wouldn't allow them. And it just, it always had to be his way. And I came to the point where I was like, I can't live like this anymore. Like I am just as valuable of a person and I need to be seen in my realness and in my gifts. And I need to be uplifted. I feel like I'm just being suppressed all of the time. Like I want to be on an even plane with this. And this is not, not what it is. And um, yeah, I feel so this was with doing kundalini trainings because and this was about a year ago that I left I like I I didn't have a house I I lost my job I lost my partner I left everything and it was really hard <laughs> and it was a big journey I had to go through of like claiming myself again and like figuring all of the things out and also leaving something I so deeply believed in but was going to have to, I just knew I couldn't put myself in that situation anymore. And that was a big reclamation of me to choose that. But I feel like I'm really going through that again, now building my own training (laughs) because I'm actually dealing with a lot of these things coming to the surface of like with two different people that I've worked for that have, we've had these similar dynamics that I keep finding myself in. And now it's like, this new launch of stepping even more into it that I, and it's so interesting putting together a program because it's so personal as well. It's so, I feel that it's really just bringing up a lot of these past feelings and a lot of these, these lessons that I've learned in life are now like, there's another edge of processing them or integrating them or of like, bringing a little bit of a flavor back up for me to work through again, to make sure that that teaching is really like, okay, I've, I've been able to handle and work through these things in myself. So it, and I, I, there's a confidence element of that, of just that full reclamation of who you are. That's been hard for me. And um, it's still a journey, but we're getting closer and closer. And I feel for me, that's a lot of womanhood too. Yeah, I think you are doing amazing. And from this, I do have a couple more questions. First of all, thank you for being open and like really sharing because many people, they only show successful success. Uh, But the truth is, we all go through some shitty moments. It's unavoidable. So first question is going to be how to understand that it's time to leave. So that it's like, it's enough. Uh, I will just ask both of them and you will go with your flow, right? So because um, it keeps like, you know, like you keep going, keep going, keep going. Yes, obviously, like at some point you feel like I can't do it anymore, but maybe you could give some clarity about like um, um, what would be like early signs that it's actually like need to be changed, that it's not the direction that you are actually ruining yourself. And the second one is like when you left, because you do feel very vulnerable. And even when you're vulnerable, many people, they actually even afraid to ask for help. So what would be a couple simple steps? What to start with when you're left with nothing? You're like, kind of like have zero, you start again. And like how you can like do your first steps, what would be some recommendations from you? 
please. <laughs> yeah. I feel like knowing when it's time to go, it's like if, if whatever the situation is, whatever the problem is, if it's repeated itself enough times, you know, and for me, it actually, the turnaround was quite short where I could see, okay, this is not going to be where it is, where I feel like oftentimes people stay in things much longer, but I was just always such an emotional, like, storm I felt like I was always trying to work through these things and like I would speak up about these problems and they wouldn't ever get changed or they wouldn't ever get shifted and I think that there was this really you have to be like cold face look at yourself in the mirror and be like I know this isn't going to change and do I want to keep putting my keeping myself in this situation that I know it this hasn't been good for the last two months. Can I do another two months of this within myself? No, actually, I can't do that. And then I'm like, and then it's also, I think, really trying to think of the future as well of like, okay, what, if we keep doing this, where is this going? Where is this going to continue to go to? Is this a direction that I truly feel that I want it to be on? And I can be quick. I, I do have a skill for being quite quick to change the table and just being like, all right, I'm done. Maybe to a degree where it's not, I, I need to work on staying sometimes more and more of the relationship piece of being able to work through these things. I can be quickly to step out, but with the situation, I really was like, I could see this direction that I wanted to be, but all of the other emotional things and the way that I was treated and the way that I just kept feeling within my side myself every day, I was like, I don't want to feel like this. I don't want to be in situations where I feel like this all the time. I have to change. And so, yeah, the change was really vulnerable and hard to make. <laughs> there was like no looking back. I had to do it. Um yeah, and I think also what's really coming through to say is to be tender with yourself as well. Like we need to be our own friends more than anyone in that time because it's like, it's obviously then so many other questions of self-judgment or could I do that? Or was that the right thing? Like we really need to like honor ourselves in all of this, the changes that we've made um, instead of just being harsh on ourselves because the harshness isn't going to make the things easier, right? So having that softness within yourself and I think having support of friends or family or like someone to talk to about it and some things that you can do to also take you out of your inside experience all of the time where you're just brewing all of these questions, like having some time to go to the beach, to go do something creative, to go use your energy in some other ways, I think is really helpful. And I think always coming back to looking at some other times in your life when you've made a hard decision like that, when you've made a hard transition, it doesn't have to be as big of that situation, but seeing how it's always worked out and you always had yourself through all of that. So I think when you're looking at those ways that, okay, yeah, that bad thing happened five years ago, but look, I got through it and look how that really shifted me into, into where I'm going. And it's, it's excruciating to be where I am right now, but I see how that was part of the process and how I was supposed to do that. And I, and I know I got myself out of that. So I trust myself that I can get myself out of this too, because I think that building that self-trust is really like we have to have our own, our own stability and our, and our own, yeah, foundation within when we're going through these types of things. 
Yeah, thank you so much. It was very good answer. I would like to add a little bit more to the idea, like when it's enough. I really love the point when you said that, like, we kind of keep, uh, it wasn't exactly what you said, but the idea was like, we kind of keep hoping that things will change. And this yeah. is like a very common situation in lives of many people, especially women. We always hope that things will change. We hope that the person will change. But the truth is, it rarely happens. Yes, people do change, but only if they want and when they want. So the question is, so for how long you're going to keep living in an illusion that something yeah. may could have changed? Because when you face the reality and you're like, okay, so the reality is something what I'm not enjoying. The reality is something what puts me down. And what I'm doing, I'm even spending more energy on keeping this illusion that after a while it will change. So yeah, yeah. it was really great input on like asking yourself like, okay, what is my reality? Am I happy now? I'm not. Can I see myself in two months? doing exactly the same thing do I really want to do this to myself and if the answer is no hopefully no if you're not enjoying then yeah this is the moment to think how you can change it and great input on like how to deal after but maybe you have some simple practice because as a kundalini teacher you do know a lot of different practices so maybe you could give us some simple practice like explain like what to do so that person could actually do it mm -hmm. yeah I feel like in these types of situations what's most important is that we start learning to deal with the emotional information in our bodies because whether we're aware of it or not there's probably some senses starting to move and some emotional things starting to move so doing practices like shaking your body like just putting on a song for five minutes and just shaking 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 your body can start to help to move some of that energy and just detox it out also tapping the body especially tapping the body in places that you feel you have tension because where we hold tension is usually where there's a lot of energetic blocks as well. So the physical is the last sensory information that we get. But like I always have a lot of tension here. So tapping here and breathing as I'm tapping. Uh, and don't be afraid to also, as you breathe, start to make some sounds too. So uh, we can start to like really feel more into ourselves the more that we start to create sounds and that can feel very vulnerable to hear ourselves create these sounds, but it actually is the most powerful way we can start to regulate our bodies is through the sounds, through the tapping, through things like breath work, I think as well. And it's just starting to move your body, like putting on a song and just starting to move your body the way it wants to move and trying to be a better listener for what's happening. I think that also the body knows, the body intelligence knows what it needs to do to process things, what it needs to do to move something out of our system. It's just that we don't listen to it. We weren't taught to listen to it. So the more that we can cultivate this listening of what's happening to our body. So you can go to things like breath work to do that. I think yoga is nice, but I think sometimes yoga also is our mind. It can be very mindy. I do think that yoga is helpful for mindful movement, but in the terms of intuitive body expression, you don't get as much of that. But I do think that 
yoga can be helpful to start to build some foundation because usually we need foundation also while we're going through these vulnerable times or any type of somatic practices or somatic meditations. I think those will help you build your body understanding and any emotional release or emotional freedom practices are also helpful because if we're not also moving that energy when we're in these types of experiences, then it's like they can stick on. And that's when we start to get even more body tension. That's when we start to get headaches. That's when we start to get all of these other funky things happening in our body is when these emotions get pent up because we haven't, we haven't been able to just move them in a healthy way. Yeah, that's a great suggestion. I will agree with all of the options. I would like to add that like, yeah, the sound ha or like ah, when we pronounce ah, we make this sound. It's actually very strongly connected to our heart. If someone freaks out from the combination heart chakra, then like, yeah, just heart. So it's very heart opening sound. And when we open our heart, we actually allow this energy to flow. Yeah, be become like, self-compassion so maybe yeah when you're going through a tough time even like inhaling and exhaling with ha it could allow you to feel your heart and actually like you could burst in tears like immediately so yeah like making sound ha could be yeah because like that's exactly what you were bringing i just wanted to mention like how to exhale with a sound say ha that would be a great practice <laughs> <laughs> And really relax your body when you're doing it. Like you're, you're like leaning into the goodness of that sound and that expression that really helps your body to start to relax and start to uh, open and let things go. <laughs> yeah. Some people, they go like really nice. And they're like, ah. Me, sometimes I'm going like, ah. <laughs> like, yeah, me like too. letting it out. So I'm not always this chill, like, ah. yeah. Sometimes, yeah. Sometimes you're like, okay, let it go. But sometimes I'm like, uh, give me this energy. yeah let's let oh yeah it. <laughs> and i have one more question uh if you have some maybe free um practices free lessons something what people could um experience like if they're going through tough times like and they don't know how to connect with their bodies and you were so correct that we are not taught we're always like we're we're taught to be in our minds if we need to think we need to i don't know learn study remember lots of things and stuff so we're all in our minds but not in our bodies and obviously um like all your philosophy like underlying is like to get connected to yourself starting from the body it's not the only thing but you start from the body maybe you do have something what people can experience right now like just try take a look like make a shift in their lives yeah i have a like small training i put together that's free on youtube that's seven different videos teaching pretty much all of the techniques we've talked about they're very easy for me to talk about because they're so present in my life but we have i have a sound practice i have a breathwork practice i have shaking practice i have different spinal movements to start to trust your spine and your intuitive movements i have some grounding practices and I have an emotional exploration one. So you can start to explore your body and explore the emotional information on your body. So all of these things, if people are curious, that would be a great thing to check out. 
Thank you. Well, this is a great job. Yeah, this is what people need. And like everyone who is listening to it, you can just go now. I will leave all the links under so you can just go now and experience it and they can make a change in your life. So like, yeah, don't wait for it. Like now (laughs) (laughs) you can do and you can change it now. So yeah, I think it was a really great journey. And yeah, a lot of super valuable answers and a lot of honesty and vulnerability, which is so precious. So thank you so much for sharing your beautiful presence, your beautiful creature, can I say that? (laughs) Yeah, your soul, sharing your soul and sharing these valuable practices, answers and insights. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me.